As you write your life story, you're far from finished. Are you looking to close the book on your job? Maybe turn a page in your career. Be Continued at the Georgetown University School of Continuing Studies. Our professional master's degrees and certificates are designed to meet you where you are and take you where you want to go. At Georgetown SCS, the learning never stops, and neither do you. Write your next chapter. Be continued at scs.georgetown.edu slash podcast. Hey, what are you doing? Eating. This thing is stupid. Live from WHO HD, it's Sound Off with Keith Murphy and John Sears. Featuring Andy Fails with What's Bugging Andy. Now, get ready to Sound Off. The intern Lazy Kenny uh, is not progressing. Not having it. As we hoped. Hey, it's a, it's a night for good moods, right? Everybody won. All those helmets back behind us. Winners. All. Everybody. Winners all. Your chance to sound off now. 515-282-9010. The hot topic. Keith Duncan kicks a last-second field goal, and the Hawks shock number two Michigan 14-13. The stunner from Kinnick Stadium sets off one of the great celebrations in Iowa history and could shake up the college football playoff picture. 515-282-9010. Time to sound off. Saturday night at Kinnick Stadium, a reminder why we love sports. No one outside the Hawkeye locker room saw this coming, and certainly no one wearing maize and blue. I can't explain how Iowa can look outclassed by Penn State one week and then shock even more talented Michigan the next. I do know this photo shows all you need to know about the way Kirk Ferentz feels about his players and they him. Of all the nonsensical narratives spewed by frustrated Hawkeye fans this season, none made less sense than Ferentz no longer having incentive to win because he signed a lucrative contract extension. Ferentz did not stop trying, as Saturday proved. Nor can Ferentz explain how a team that lost to North Dakota State can beat Michigan. If you're a Hawkeye fan, don't worry about the ones that got away. Enjoy this one. It doesn't get better than that, and it does matter, even if it's only sports. My friend Dave Opperman loves the Hawkeyes. Cancer kept Dave out of Kinnick and in hospice. Last night, with just a minute to go in the game, Dave's brother woke him up to watch. Dave saw Iowa beat Michigan. He smiled and died shortly after. It matters. He's still smiling, Keith, no doubt about that. Chalk me up as one of the many that gave Iowa no shot against the Wolverines. One week after getting embarrassed by Penn State, Iowa shows everyone the team we thought we'd see all year, or at least the defense we thought we'd see. Michigan came in averaging 48 points a game. They barely cracked 200 yards. Iowa played inspired, tough, and with more energy than we've seen all year. 
If they play like that all season, they have at least two more wins. Last week I said backups deserve to play, and because of injury, senior safety Anthony Gare and freshman cornerback Manny Ragumba both played the entire game. Both deserve to start next week, even if regular starters Maben and Taylor are cleared. Crazy stat, C.J. Beathard completed three passes to someone not named Akram Wadley. Three! Somehow Iowa still found a way to win. That way was via the Wadley Express. Akram was making my ankles hurt just watching. More cuts and spins than John Travolta staying alive in Saturday Night Fever. Can it get any better for kicker Keith Duncan Donuts? True freshman walk-on will never have to buy a beer in Iowa City. That is, when he turns 21 in two and a half years. Finally, Keith, did you see Iowa City, Virginia take one step closer to their seventh straight title, winning their semifinal game on Saturday, 42 to six over Denver, a complete mismatch. Almost makes you wonder, there's a team that would have been a better matchup in the dome for the Regals. Hmm. Just can't seem to think of one right now. Oh, how Pella Christian would like another shot. That was a great game when those two met. Was it 45-43? Let's get it started. Willie in Des Moines. Willie, how about those Hawkeyes? Oh, gee, that day is a great weekend to be a Hawkeye. You know, I tell you, uh, it just when everybody ride them off to come back around. You know, Coach puts the right recipe of the go juice in the Gatorade tank. I got a question for you, Murph. Uh, you're the man with the, uh, with the road map. Anyway, you know, if everything lined up just right, we can still uh, maybe make it out to Pasadena. Make it to what? Still make it where, Willie? Oh, out there to Pasadena. Uh, no, not no. going to the Rose Bowl. Yeah, uh, can't, can't, can't line up for that, although it would be nice to have another shot at that. And it is great to hear from you, Willie. Please call us again. Miss hearing from Willie. Yeah, but you can, you can get to a much better bowl game than people thought a week ago now. Win man, those final two games, get to a decent bowl. Man, last week Iowa was staring 6-6 six and six right in the face. Now everybody's thinking, hey, we can win at Illinois. Nebraska's not unbeatable. They're coming to Kinnick Stadium. We just beat Michigan. We're looking at 8-4. and four. It's crazy how things change in one week. Back to the Hawkeyes in just a moment. Jared and Johnson, though, wants to swing us over to Vikings football, where the Vikings are in a tailspin. Jared, how worried Ooh. are you? Uh, Coach, do me a favor. This is Jared Gilbert. And come on, please, uh, thank you, Ross. Yeah, I don't know what. That was. Is he on another phone line? I don't know. Uh, Ronnie's in Marshalltown, though. Hawkeye football. Ronnie, uh, the win over Michigan, one of the best in Iowa history. Certainly one of the biggest upsets. Yes, it was. It was a great game. I didn't think that that would happen. I don't know really very many people who did. I, uh, I know Bo Porter came on our radio show Thursday, and he predicted the former Hawkeye, former Major League Baseball manager, he predicted that Iowa would win. He thought that Michigan was in a good spot to be upset by the Hawkeyes. Everything Bo Porter said on our show turned out to be true, including thinking that uh, Jim Harbaugh wallpapering the pink locker room <laughs> meant that they psychologically had already gotten to Michigan. Well, the thing about Michigan, uh, they had not played anyone with a pulse on the road. So they got into a battle in Iowa City with the Hawkeyes, and I, I, think they, I don't think they knew how to respond 
all of a sudden they fall behind. And watch this. Oh, we didn't have it there. Yeah. That guy got drilled. There's a guy that gets just run over. Good job by Michael Admire being in the middle of all these people. John, as you know, that could be kind of scary there when you have a full-on field storming like that. A very deserved field storming. Lester is in Des Moines. Lester, I understand that you are a uh, Wolverine fan. What did you think of the game? Uh, well, I was at the game, and I was rooting on my cousin, Amara Darbo. And, you know, we came to give, you know, we came out there and, you know, I just want to give a shout out to the Hawks. Uh, I was talking smack to everybody earlier <laughs> this week and just how, you know, how, how Michigan's absolutely going to stomp Iowa. But, uh, you know, big, big shout out to the Hawkeyes. They came in and defense definitely showed up. You know, they shut down Darbo. They shut down, you know, King, that Darbo-King matchup was fun to watch. Um, defensive Iowa's defensive line was big, and you know they came up big and they got the win. Oh, it's a it's a good call, Lester. Yeah. He calls back anytime. Uh, Darbo is having a fantastic season, but he was shut down. Yeah, and uh, quarterback Wilton Spade from Michigan missed at least two deep balls to Darbo, where he had at least two yards on the Iowa defenders. He puts that ball in the breadbasket. They get two touchdowns, and that's two touchdowns for Amar Darbo. But they miss the big plays, which they usually hit. Sometimes it takes that to pull off the big upset. Time for twins with a local connection. Samson thinks ISU guard Naz Mitru Long looks like the Cubs' Wilson Contreras. Are they twins? Mm -hmm. That's a no. A Joy and Roy, which could be the name of a Broadway duo. Joy and Roy uh, think Cubs DH, former icon Kyle Schwarber, looks like talk show host and king of carpool karaoke, James Corden. Are they twins? Would have never thought of this good one. one. Good job, Joy and Roy. You know, 47% of eligible voters just stayed home last week. Well, I might as well have been one of them. I'll tell you why next. Follow us on Twitter. It's at SoundOff13. TinchDog writes, I wasn't at the game, but I did storm my backyard. That's such a cool scene when they, they storm the field like that and they get the up top shot. Blackout worked pretty well, too. Worked really well, yeah. Uh, Andy has been bugged since Election Tuesday. Now Andy finally gets it off his chest. Guys, the election is over. And I'd just as soon like to put it behind us and never talk about it again. I mean, after all, I don't like to dwell on things that are deeply disappointing. And I was deeply disappointed this week. So I need to unburden myself, though. After doing my duty on Tuesday, after exercising my right, after taking full advantage of the freedom granted to me through the struggles of our American predecessors, I was left without answers, but instead with one sour question. Where's my sticker? I didn't get one. There weren't any at my location. Everybody else got stickers. Why not me? I mean, I, I, I fill in the ballot, even flip it to the other side to rack my brain to see if I can remember ever hearing the names of any of these judges up for retention, fed it into the machine, smiled at the nice old ladies working the tables. I'm expecting a sticker. I mean, I'm looking forward to a day proudly wearing that sticker. I mean, I can feel myself releasing that 
fresh, round decal with zero hairs or strands of lint fouling up the adhesive on the back. Carefully applying it to my shirt, which is nice and white, by the way, to really make that sticker pop. And then I'm left hanging. Look, we outgrow cartoons. We lose our taste for fruity pebbles. But we never stop liking stickers, right? I mean, no one is ever offered a sticker and says, no thanks. Admit it, you like applying that fresh stamp to a letter. Your new tag to your license plate, heck, you take special pride in your skill with a Sharpie on that hello my name is whatever name tag. There may be a deep fissure between red and blue right now, but I tell you America is still absolutely united behind the principle that this is a pro-sticker nation. Window stickers, bumper stickers, stickers for your cooler, your notebook, too bad we don't have stickers for our bodies. Well, heck, we actually kind of do, right? I mean, they're just a little bit more permanent. This could have made a difference, folks, I tell you. I mean, there are some 90 million people out there who could have voted on Tuesday but didn't. There should be 90 million unclaimed stickers out there. Think of the power in that image. Rolls and piles of perfectly good I voted stickers out there, sad and lonely. Some of us may be quick to let our votes go to waste, but I guarantee that the number of us willing to let the stickers go to waste is lower. I'm Andy Fails, and that's what's bugging me. Andy, thank you. More of your live takes on the Hawkeye upset. That includes Nathan and Ames. We have our line open right now at 282-9010. Plus, we'll have who's in your five. You are watching Sound Off Live. On Facebook, it's Sound Off Nation. Nick writes, it's nice to see them play with some heart. That was some good old-fashioned smash-mouth Big Ten football, and it was glorious. Scott writes, in the last 11 days, the Cubs have won the World Series. The Trumpster became president, and Iowa knocked off number three Michigan. Is this the start of the end of the world? Yeah, that's uh, – oh, there it is right there. Yeah. There's, there's yeah, your picture Facebook. too. Oh, that's a cool photo. Who's in your five? Five ways President-elect Trump connects to sports. Number five, he plays golf and builds golf courses. That's a lot of them. Number four, Bobby Knight campaigned for Donald Trump. Number three, Trump played three varsity sports, including soccer. Number two, he signed Herschel Walker after Walker's junior season. Kept him out of the NFL for a while. And number one, Donald Trump was an owner of the New Jersey Generals and once sued the NFL. Nathan is in Ames. He'll get us going again on the uh, Hawkeye game. You attended the game. Nathan, what'd you think? Uh, well, it was, uh, it was an interesting experience, to say the least. What was interesting about it? Well, uh, I'm originally from Michigan, and I went with some of my Iowa fans, and I thought it would be a good, just safe environment, but it was definitely not that, to say the least. What, what, why didn't you feel safe? Uh, just a lot of the students in their section were kind of harassing me and telling me to get out with some more harsher words than that. Was it good-natured, or you actually felt threatened? 
Well, I had, at first I felt it was good-natured, but towards the end when Iowa started to come back and they maybe, I don't know, gained more confidence, I uh, did feel a little bit threatened. Well, no incident, though, right? You're okay? Yeah, no incident. Right. It was all good. All right, uh, that's good. That's good. That most, of the, most fans are good fans, but some right. get overserved and, and uh, maybe act the way they shouldn't act. But I'm, I'm glad that you're okay. Thank you yeah, for Yeah, uh, I don't want to let this a couple bad apples ruin the bunch, you know. Like your attitude. I think that's a good way to look at Night it. Night games you. at any stadium can get a little rowdy. You yep. get the beers in you for sure. Man, Akram Wadley was breaking ankles. Go back and pick your jocks up, Those Michigan. Those moves Woo. were crazy. Ben in Ankeny. Ben, uh, what do you think about the uh, upside down Saturday where two, three, and four all lose, including Michigan? Uh, yeah, it was chaos for sure. It was, uh, it was a ton of fun to watch. Um, I'm a little nervous about the Big Ten getting into the college football playoff. If Ohio State beats Michigan and Penn State wins out, which they certainly very well could, could be a Penn State-Wisconsin Big Ten title game, and I don't know if a two-loss uh, Big Ten champion will make it. I don't know uh, what's going to happen. Uh, time of season, it's definitely enjoyable. So I, who do you guys think gets in? Well, I think one good thing, thank you for the question, one good thing that happens for Michigan, John, is with two, three, and four all losing, I think Michigan loses this game at Iowa and still stays in the top four, probably, for the college football playoff. And, you know, if uh, if Michigan beats Ohio State, do they go to the Big Ten title game? Or does Penn State go? That's that's the one I'm not, I'm not too sure yeah, about. Yeah, the tiebreaker uh, there. It, it, what I learned yesterday is it's too soon to try to figure it out because yeah. we just don't know. There's going to be more upsets. Many, many experts online were saying that if Wisconsin wins out, they do believe that if the Badgers run the table, win the Big Ten title game, the Badgers will be in the college football playoff. Matt Campbell and the Cyclones earned their first Big 12 win oh, of the season. They also earned a spot today. in faceoff, and that is next live on SoundOff. Sound off at WHOTV.com. Roughing the center, roughing the center. Let's make the center wear a tutu so we can identify him. God help us all, Rick. Three things I thought would never happen. One, Cubs win the World Series. Two, Trump wins the presidency. Three, Iowa State wins a football game. That's Michael and West Des Moines. Come on now. And just to clarify, if Michigan wins out, they're in the Big Ten title game. Time for face-off, Keith. We'll try not to argue, but rather discuss. All right. Murph, the Hawkeye stunner, upstaged Iowa State's first conference win, and the Cyclones had to beat Kansas. Nothing loses a fan base quicker than a loss to the lowly Jayhawks. Yeah, it wasn't pretty, but take an ugly win over a pretty loss anytime. Cyclones still making too many mental mistakes for this point of the season, especially dropped passes. Yeah. But we're seeing young talent and promise of better days. What a bad atmosphere at Kansas. That looked like an FCS stadium. Or Division II. Yeah. Nick Saban says he had no idea this past Tuesday was Election Day. You buy that? Heck no. But it's a brilliant way to avoid giving a political opinion <laughs> while reminding everyone he's so focused on football he doesn't notice anything else. Yeah, I'm not buying it either. Colin Kaepernick says he did not vote, could not pick between the lesser of two evils. You okay with that? No. Uh, there were choices up and down the ballot that impact the lives of African-Americans and minorities, including gun laws, legalization of marijuana, and the death penalty. It's also a complete cop-out to suggest one could not find something more attractive or less offensive about each candidate. 
I don't agree with Kaepernick's protest, but I've had a different American experience, and I respect and defend his right to free speech. However, not voting makes his protest seem more grandstanding, less principled stand. Completely agree. He wants change, which is yeah. certainly understandable, yet he's not willing to exercise the one right all Americans have. Can't have it both ways. He lost credibility. Theo Epstein feasted on roasted goat. You like it? Epstein taught the Cubs to disregard silly curse and jinx talk. He should be above dining on goat. <laughs> Come on now, over, under. Overrated, NFL, too much downtime, too many bad games, not enough fun. Underrated, college football, it's just better than the NFL in every way. Suck it, NFL states. <laughs> college football states only rule. Like Iowa, exactly. All right, let's get uh, a couple of final calls on here. Quinn and Ames, Phil and Urbandale, both getting ready. Um, yes. Hi, yep. boys. Yep. Tiny Ruff? Are you okay? One minute. One All right. minute. All right, one minute. He said one minute. Let's get to it. Phil in Urbandale. Phil, uh, Kansas City Chiefs could uh, could even contend for the the uh, home field. Tied for best record in the AFC. Yeah, what about them? Yeah, great. Come back and, yeah, we're in first place, and I think they can win it all. All right. Good luck to you. Quinn and Ames with a hot thought on Hawkeye football. So it's looking good for Iowa State. And uh, they were talking about rowdy Iowa fans uh, earlier. So I just want to let you guys know that the Iowa, Iowa uh, they were pretty rowdy then. So All right, we thank you for that. Well, that's going to do it for us, though. We're back next week. We hope you are, too. We leave you with the sound off, send off. Gary Dolphin calls the kick. 23-yard line. It's a 33-yard kick. Tyler Kluber with a snap, the spot, the kick is on the way. It's gone! It's gone! <laughs> Iowa wins! 14-13! 14-13! Back to the future! 1985 revisited! And Iowa knocks off 9-0, unbeaten until now, the Michigan Wolverines!